0: Hi, you are listening to Mobile Couch, and this is episode number ninety four. Ben, Ben. What you what you, you won't you won't believe this. We have
1: follow up. What I know that's crazy, it never Jelly. Happens. It never happens. It's because um, we had a celebrity on. Yeah, it is. Everyone wants to talk to him. <laughs> Everybody
0: <laughs> emailed to this because because they thought they were emailing Casey. Yeah,
1: but no, sorry. No. You just got me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just Ben. Just just you know, Ben. So obviously, last week we talked a bit. Last episode, rather, we talked about Eric uh, Swift and
1: reactive. I guess that was a maybe. really Mostly good episode. Swift. Thanks, Casey. Um, yeah, it was really good. I also actually, before we start, I have follow up. I wanted to tell Casey. So at the end of the episode, he was all thankful that we we were his first appearance. I just wanted to tell the other side of that story, which was pretty much the same. We were just a new podcast writer. Yeah. We emailed this guy who we pretty much considered way like this was never gonna happen yeah and he just replies and goes yeah that'd be really good and we were like what (laughs) what is going on so it goes both ways thanks casey thanks for filling in i
0: i i agree Mm. i don't know what what that even means but i agree no it was it was it was very much that case like we i don't know that it was our first person appear like first appearance but it was our first kind of like man this guy is a big shot yeah (laughs) He's on like a super popular podcast. Yeah, I remember that. So the actual the actual follow follow up that I have was that uh, got a bunch of people writing to uh, explain their way of explaining like RX. Their way of explaining RX. Yes, so this is I like wa- the most common I, I, thing. I just <laughs> wanted to. I, I just wanted to get into this a little bit because yeah. I because on the episode I said I, I have not been able to understand it. Mm. I, I I want to explain like what I was clearly being stuck on. Um, yeah. I think my problem with figuring out mostly reactive programming is the fact that that like how it ties together with the functional side. Yeah. Okay. Cause, and we've had I've had this problem since I think we interviewed we had Ash yeah. Burrow on and like that was the first time that we ever talked about this and I, I was I always had trouble like how 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 do you see and I think it's the sort of thing where until you really see code like you see the code and you go suddenly it'll be like oh that's that's how it like obvious obviously yeah um but during the explanation of like how of how those like how he was chaining together the functional calls yep. to do something reactive mm-hmm. that was what kind of made me go right okay yep. so he was getting you know an, a, effectively a notification or whatever like a, he was getting a, 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 the the stream from somewhere yep uh but then he was chaining like you know functions onto that until it's th- you know more than 3 characters uh wait you know point yep. 3 seconds or whatever and realizing that you know those were basically functional bits yes like that's that's what clicked for me last week awesome and i think like that has been kind of my problem with how, how I, I like how do you deal with this That's how.
1: Can I have a go with an analogy? Yeah.
0: I mean, everybody else. (laughs) Everyone does. So
1: I don't know if this one's any good, but i like to think of it. You know those games, right, where it could be water or a ball or anything and it starts up in one point on the screen and there's a a goal at the end and you have a variety of things that they allow you to drag in between. So like say it's water, you might have. Red and green, what? And you got to split it. So there's some sort of split device that yep. you drag onto the screen and yep. tie that together with pipes. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all you do. So you have this one starting thing, and you've got a goal of what you're trying to get out of that starting thing, and you have a huge amount of operators, which is probably the hardest part. Like well, you never wasn't know which there a game are you... like this called Pipe, like literally called Pipe Dream. Yes. Yeah. It's like pipe cream.
0: The, yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense, especially now that I understand that each of those segments of pipes are like a functional call. Yes. Like, so they're, they're your Part operators. of functional programming, like, like, filter, like, or like filter or map, map or whatever, like those yeah. those yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. which are only recently, like as part of like un- getting to understand Swift, probably er- early last year like they started to make sense to me and now i can now like now i'm seeing how they tie into reactive so i mean i'm slow as anything but you know understanding those kind of components is helpful and and that's what kind of clicked for me but thank you for everybody like thank you to all the people who you know wanted to explain uh, reactive programming cuz um you know that i I, I think reactive programming is cool. Like, I, I can definitely it's see really how it's used. fun. And I definitely <laughs> see how, like, how it can be better than honest Swift. Uh, as mm. we, as we, you know, named it last week, last episode. <clears throat> I mean, at the moment, I'm still going to be doing honest Swift because it takes time to do anything. Yeah, anything new. I mean, it's. I'm still not even onto Swift only with with gif wrapped, So it takes time.
1: I got a few more comments on Rx seeing as... I feel like I missed the episode, and this is one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is really hard to learn. But one thing that I wish I had learned way sooner, so we use Rx heavily at work now, yep. because it was so true what Ash said way back on that episode, that um, using it like KVO, so just to replace KVO, this was even before Swift, I was always annoyed that KVO all went to the one method, and using back then I was using Reactive Cocoa, you could basically do KVO, but without all going to the one method you could do KVO yep. with blocks yep that was the like thing that hooked me and yep. from there you keep you keep dabbling you're like what if so What's now i get yeah, yeah you know i get notified when this changes but what i really need to do is get notified say when they both change at the same time or something yep oh i can do that yeah and it just keeps going like that but the thing that i wish i'd known way back to the start is you almost never need to make your own operator. So like you've got a, you've got a stream of things coming out, right. And you've got a a target, what you're trying to get it down to at the start. It's really tempting to make your own operator that just does what you want to do. Like you just write a whole pile of what's the word imperative. Yeah. Yeah. Imperative imperative code code inside a huge block that you're chaining to like your target. Mm. You can, i'm gonna say 99 percent of the time using a combination of what's already there you can already achieve it with way less code than what you would have written just by recreating so that's that's the hardest part to learn because there's so much there at the start you find yourself recreating the wheel or reinventing the wheel a lot when if you just dug a bit further using that rx marbles website you can find a set of operators that do what you want
0: rx marbles is great I like yeah. that that was a great uh is a great tool for um explaining kind of how the little bits work together so yeah i mean if people haven't checked that out since last episode and are, are having trouble which you know i completely would you know be I, I would be happy to know that there are people that are still having trouble understanding oh definitely. programming i still don't get it all but RX marbles is is great for explaining that kind of how those little bits yeah which work individually, which does. helps to make sure that you understand the components. Because when you explain it, like the, I think the problem with your analogy and most mm-hmm. analogies in general is that they go very kind of overview. Yeah,
1: that's true. And then you got to turn it into. But then like, you're like, so how do I type? This but then out? all the
0: question, all the questions are like well, what about this detail and that detail and this detail? Like those don't make sense to me. And so you've yeah. got to kind
1: of dig in a little bit deeper. So I've got, got a real world example, from which I did like two days ago. Something that I was like, oh, I can use Rx for this. This is going to be awesome. So at the moment I'm writing, say, a video player app and it has to report its progress as you watch the video to a server so that, you know, you can do continue watching later. Yep. And the player obviously fires an event to say, I progressed every second. Yep. And that's a bit extreme every second to be making a network call to a server saying one more second, one more second. So I'm like, I just need to send one say every 30 seconds or something like that. And of course I could do that the old way with a timer and maybe have a variable of latest progress. And then every 30 seconds, my timer will fire and I'll grab the latest progress and send it off. To be honest, that's not that bad. <laughs> like it's, it's not terrible. I, I mean, that's
0: probably how you would do it
1: without. Yeah. I have this weird thing though, where I hate timers because they always cause retain cycles, yeah, and weird Time, timers, things. Timers can be weird, and they like don't careful. stop. Like yep. you close your view controller, and if you chuck the log in that timer block, you'll be like, "It's still ticking." Yeah, I'd, i've <laughs> I've dealt with that before. I right? can't remember like, exactly what, but yeah, I've definitely dealt with that. Um, it's because the timer retains self. By the way, that's that's the trick for everyone out there. But anyway, so I'm like, where you got invalidate them or something? Yeah, I have this aversion to using timers. Mm. So instead of using a timer what i did was set up my own stream and so i fire every second i fire an event down this pipe right to say like ticking or like i tick to this i tick to this and then i set up an observer that only looks every 30 seconds or x amount of seconds and so every 30 seconds it comes along and goes what's give me the last one give me the last one and then it fires it off no timer well at least there is a time, But well, it's I mean, hidden it's, from it's, me. it's it's hidden
0: away and you don't yeah. do need So that's I mean, is that, is that that's effectively what he was talking about with the with the like wait
1: until debounce. The, so, so here's it's not the, debounce. Here's the big trick, it's not de bounce. No, because this not. messed me up. Because at first I was like, cool, I'll just debounce. Because I'm used to debounce. I use debounce all the time for that exact example Casey gave. Yep. So I just chucked debounce on. Yeah. It turns out though, debounce is Wait for a gap of X amount of time. So my yep. thing never had a gap because I was firing them every second. Yep. And so I chucked in a wait, a debounce ten second and couldn't work out, couldn't understand why it wasn't working. Yep. And it's because you need it. That means you need a 10 second gap before you grab the last one.
0: So what's the name of the funk Because I'm struggling to remember it, but I... Sample. sample. It took me ages to find that. So we we did actually talk about Casey and I did actually talk about this post recording. Okay, uh, that you know this was the case, but obviously it didn't make it in time for any <coughs> real time follow up, <laughs> whatever that is. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I couldn't remember. I was trying to remember this morning, like what what is that? What is that function called?
1: Yeah. So remember. there's an operator called sample yeah. that every x amount of time comes along and grabs whatever the last one. Was.
0: Yeah, and I was okay. like, this is so
1: cool. So it did take me a while to work it out. And I probably could have coded the timer faster, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but, but now that I know that operator no, in the future, I will
0: You're be bash smart, through that in 10 faster. seconds. You'll be
1: faster in the future. And it felt so good when it was finally working. I had my network inspector up, and every 10 seconds I could see this little, or 30 or whatever I set, this little call going off. I was like, woo! <laughs> and it was like so nice and contained. You know, I think that's the best part. You don't have instance variables everywhere keeping track of the last thing you Tractor just got this like nice little block of code and you can say that sends the progress every 30 seconds yeah i mean it's like, it makes it, I, awesome.
0: it, it it makes like it makes a lot of sense now i i mm. don't know why like it took me until last week because i mean it's not like you know halfway through the episode where i actually went oh you know like yeah it's not like that was the first time that we had that we had talked about like reactive programming or functional programming or Casey, even reactive was functional programming so altogether. So good
1: at explaining it though. But it was just something about it. Something,
0: something about that conversation we had last week was great. And um, yeah, no th- thanks for to Casey for coming on that show. And thanks for uh, everybody who emailed to I thought you were going to say, and thanks to Ben for leaving for <laughs> two to, weeks. And thanks to Ben for going to London <laughs> and ditching me for two weeks like a jerk. Hey, it worked out. <laughs> I did it for you. Yeah, I know. So the other thing is, there, so there's more follow up, more follow up. We well, have mm-hmm. got so much follow up. So uh, reg- regular time follow up. Yes, it's a nil coalescing operator. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> that in that was, the episode? Yeah, but that was that was real time follow up, and I promised that I would do it in, like, you know, an yeah. episode. To it's the so, double question mark. Yeah, it's a double question mark. But we actually have follow up related to this anyway. Okay. I uh, so the nil coalescing operator. Is the double question mark operator? So that's where you. If it's effectively like if something is not null or not nil, uh, re- set the value to that, or if
1: uh, or otherwise set yeah, it to something it's else. A, it's just like a quick way to provide a value for your optional, like the default value.
0: Yeah, so it's like a ternary operator. Mm-hmm. So a ternary operator is if x then value a mm-hmm. else value b. Yeah, right, that's the question mark and is. the colon. But the the nil coalescing operator. Uh, is if x, then the value is x. Yeah. Otherwise, the value is whatever the other value is. On last week's episode, and this is the actual follow-up, I mentioned that there's so there's the version that I've seen in which which well, what turns out P is is actually PHP, mm. uh, which is the question mark colon, colon. which is oh, yes. I had this it's comment in my it's head. The, it's effectively yeah, the ternary operator without the, the kind of the f- first value that you return.
1: So it actually has a name, okay. And also, I'm pretty sure that works in Objective C. So it does work in Objective C. Okay. That's part of the follow-up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> real-time follow-up. <laughs> I was just two weeks. <laughs> uh,
0: so the first, first of all, it does work in Objective C because it's a GCC uh, yeah. extension. Yeah. Um, it's the other follow-up that I have because I just I, I think this is this is hilarious and great. It's called. The Elvis operator. I did not know that. This is this is the best name I've ever heard. Is there
1: <laughs> is there a story behind that name? Well,
0: obviously it's because because it looks like Elvis because he's got like the the hair.
1: Ah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yep, in my head. Yeah, never
0: you'll never be able to unsee it now. Yeah. except that I mean Swift doesn't have it, so that's sad swift cuz swift uses the double question double mark, question mark yeah which is fine i mean that's fine um but it is not elvis and it's not elvis but uh think so adam lickle uh sent us that follow up so that's thank awesome. you adam and yeah i love it that's all uh, that's that's all the follow up i've got there's not okay. that <laughs> much follow up there's, uh, there's a lot <laughs> of follow up but we're going to be here for hours no no there's <laughs> not that much it's just basically a couple of things but you wanted to say some stuff about react i did i really but, um, did so th- last week uh, I- i'm sure you saw this Last week, there was the whole debacle around Dash. Did you did you see yes, this? Um, I did. For those who don't know what Dash is, Dash is an excellent application, an, an excellent Mac app, and you should have it on your desktop. I'm a heavy user. I love this app. Um, Dash is for displaying documentation. It's a documentation browser. Unlike the one that is in Xcode, uh, it can do many different documentations. And
1: it's... Fast, I think that's why yeah. I use it.
0: Well, I mean, I like it because it shows all my web languages. Like yeah. I can have PHP and WordPress and Objective C and Swift and all of the various things, and also frameworks. Yeah, all of the frameworks so you can like hook it up to third-party stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's it's such a great application. I, I love it. And to to be upfront, and the reason I say this is to be upfront. None of the stuff that went on in the last week or so has diminished my love of. This application at all Mm. so the first thing that happened was that it came out uh well basically he wrote a blog post on his website um all of these posts and stuff are going to be linked so just just so you know um he wrote a post on his uh on his website that was like apple have you know terminated my account and dash is not going to be on the app store anymore i guess and so everybody I, I love I love how the the developer community well, I don't really the developer community is like so like ah it's mob damn it's it apple it's definitely like mob life in the in the com- yeah. developer community a lot of the time. Um and everybody was like arara oh, right, 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 apple you know apple we need more transparency into this stuff why is this stuff not super transparent. And I think the next thing that happened publicly was that Apple about a week later Released a statement to a couple of websites, the Loop and Imore. That is like a massive paragraph that was basically like you know a thousand fraudulent reviews were linked to two accounts. Um, so d- so before that though, so Apple and... did
1: comment, or maybe they commented through um, Dash, yeah, and said like it was because of fraudulent activity. Yeah, we tried so, right. We I think they that. said we tried to warn you or something like that. Yeah. And but there was no other info. So very minimal and then a lot of people started guessing what this fraudulent activity was. Right. And so then we got a statement from Apple. Then we got a bigger one when it like so that didn't cool things down. Everyone yeah. was like, What the hell? You can't just, you remove can't just say, account for yeah. with one line like you that. You
0: just can't you can't just accuse somebody and mm. then just kind of not. Yeah, they were basically saying,
1: Trust us, yeah. We're Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Apple. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know. So then, then they basically came out and, and I, I love, I love the way that the Loop announced this. I, I use this completely and utterly like sarcastically, by the way, because mm-hmm. the Loop, the title of the Loop article that this was attached to was "Apple responds to dash controversy with proof." Yes. And this, this is not proof. This is a statement. This is
1: Apple talking. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree. This
0: is not proof. Almost 1,000 fraudulent reviews were detected across two accounts and 25 apps for these developers. So we removed their apps and terminated uh, an accounts for them in the App Store. Warning was given in advance, blah, blah, blah. We will terminate developer accounts for ratings and review fraud. Um, this is a responsibility that we take very seriously. There's, it's a big, long statement. Mm. Um, but one paragraph, like literally one just chunk of text. And no proof. And no proof, <laughs> just statements. Just like, yeah. these are the facts again. And you will believe me, damn it. Trust us, <laughs> we're Apple. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe a day later, maybe not even that. Yeah. Uh, there was another post from from the Capelli developer yeah. saying, uh. No, <laughs> yeah, I never bought. I I didn't do fake this. Fake reviews. I I you know I helped a, a a relative get set up you know as a developer, and I gave them you know I used my credit card and I gave them some test devices, uh, to get started, and like Apple, Apple apparently considered those to be linked, but I didn't actually do any of this stuff. And here is some actual proof. Here is a recording of a phone call that I had with Apple, which. I mean, it get, get I mean, that's actual proof. It gives weight, right? Yeah. It was funny to watch the, and kind of a bit sad, really. It was funny to watch the mob. The, the mob changed directions. Did you notice that over I the course of there's a like few
1: days? A Simpsons episode like this, or something, <laughs> where there's an angry mob and they're protesting maybe outside one store. Yeah. And then something happens, and they're like, "Huh." And then they run across the road and start protesting <laughs> outside the other store. And then and they just go back and forth across yep. the road. Well, this is what happened. This is exactly what so happened.
0: So what happened was is the whole community was like, you know, Apple, we need more transparency. This is bad. You shouldn't do these things. This is terrible. Why are you doing this, Apple? And then Apple releases a statement, mostly this statement. So this big chunk of text. Yeah. Uh that they released to these the blo- the these, you know, fairly high profile, you know, developer you know, uh, developer community kind of blogs, Apple community blogs. And everybody turned literally like 180 degrees. And it was no longer like, you know, Apple, you were doing terrible things. Why are you not so transparent? It was all like, oh, clearly this guy is just no, he's bad news, bad news. I mean, as a developer who's actually, you know, needs to make money, what do you do in that situation, right? Like you've got very little choice. He could bow to what Apple wants and basically, say yes, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, you know, clearly this something has gone wrong, and I need to. I uh, uh, like you know I. And so his blog post that the the response to that thing was basically like you know this is what actually happened, and here is a phone call where Apple you know say that they agree to that, and uh, you can either do that or you can. I I don't even know what what like what do you do from that
1: like it's I guess at least um, this is a total guess, but I'm guessing. Majority of his revenue comes from the Mac version. Right. Be that App Store or Direct. At least on the Mac side he can continue to sell just direct, right? Yep. Whereas if this was an iOS app, he's done. Like there's not much else you can do. Well, I mean that's the thing. Like
0: Apple so and, and th- this is why we're kind of talking about it, I think. Mm. Um so Yeah, we gotta
1: try and get something meaningful out of this rather than <laughs> it's re churning like, the Yeah. I, I wanted to get
0: something out of this because I think there are there is A lot to glean from this kind of this as Mm. as developers Um, and as people who control like hold the controlling reins of you know an Apple developer account, right? Yeah. Because there is no guarantee that this couldn't happen to you. Yes, maybe not for fraudulent activity, but something else. And that's not even because Apple makes makes mistakes, because clearly they didn't make any mistakes in this situation. Uh, Yeah, I actually have comments (laughs) on that. But I think like I think that like no, it's, it's definitely something that for some reason like for, for many reasons could happen, and we've talked about situations not dissimilar to this, where apps have been removed from the app store for for various reasons, uh you know because they didn't follow guidelines that yeah. were not super clear and other reasons like
1: it can happen, and like how, as developers, we deal with that is really important, I think. I like to put it in programmer speak. Everyone's scared of third-party dependencies, right? Yeah. They're like, what if they go away? What if they change something that I don't agree with? Yeah. This is the biggest one you've got. Like the fact that you have to go through Apple, I guess, with your business. Yeah. That is the biggest dependency out of your control what? that you've got. And you got to plan for what happens if, like yeah. any business, you want to be diversified, right? Yeah. You don't want all your income coming from one stream, especially with such a big thing that you can't control. So you got to. I guess if you're going to be set up to defend against this crazy situation, you need to find alternate revenue streams.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that is exactly the, the the case, right? Like If you're an Apple developer and you've got an indie development shop, whether it be to do your own products mm-hmm. or in your case, Ben, um, you're creating products for other people. Well, yeah, in, in the case of StripeySock, not you because you've been developing for Android for a while now. Yes. <laughs> 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 Shh, it's a secret. I <laughs> uh, the the you know, it, you're effectively tied and I mean even in Android's case, like if you're only developing for Android, you're effectively tied to a platform, right? Mm-hmm. A particular platform that could disappear disappear or? for no reason. Who remembers Symbian, right? Like uh, <laughs> Symbian was a huge operating system right up until uh right up until basically iOS came basically out. Basically iOS came out. And mm. then Android followed really quickly after that. And now nobody remembers Symbian. Like I, d- is there even anything with Symbian on it? Like it's where I is the code so. now? I wonder if it's just like you're locked up in a storage facility somewhere and everybody's like remember that. Was, <laughs> I mean, was, some people made terrible.
1: good money on Symbian because I think it was so hard to develop for. If you managed to break through that wall, yeah. I met a, a guy like back at university who made Symbian apps. So this was before wow. the like, you know, th- this was before apps, basically. Like yeah, apps yeah, yeah. weren't a thing. So he apps called them games. He yeah. called them mobile games. Yeah. And yeah, they were Symbian games. And he was like, that was his job. He was ahead of his time. I hope. It was. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. I can't even remember his name. I hope he moved in, like, you know, didn't stay loyal to <laughs> Symbian. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing, right?
0: Like, it, I mean, th- for, for no particular reason at all, like, definitely nothing to do with your situation, things can go south. Mm. It happens all the time. And I think one of the things to kind of glean from this is being careful about who you tie y- your business to. Yeah. And I say this because, okay. When you are an Apple developer or an Android developer, you're tied to that platform, right? That's that's a, yes. fair, that's a fair statement. We've already kind of covered that. Um, in the case of Bogdan, he, and there are reasons behind why this is the case, but by basically assisting somebody else onto the app store, like becoming a developer, mm. eh, I mean, you don't really, like you. nobody realized prior to this all coming out that when you have two accounts that have the same credit card number and the same, yeah, the same. You know what else? Te- like test flight devices. Yeah, devices,
1: like devices registered. Suddenly, those two accounts are the se- one and the same. Effectively, they, so they also shared the start of their bundle ID. So it was com.capelli.star. Uh, dot star, right? And the thing that I didn't, that I thought was quite ambiguous from the phone call, was the guy kept saying they shared bank accounts. And I don't know if that's just American so that's, wording for credit card.
0: Yeah, I think that's just the like the, the details, like the financial details. for. And it's possible that they said shared like, bank accounts. What about for like,
1: payout? Poss- possibly. Yeah, that was the bit I'd like. So, Cause, so I want to comment on this quickly. I'm like actually very middle of the road here. I don't think Apple stuffed up as much as oh, definitely, everyone definitely seems not, to think they the did. Case. No. The only thing I think they probably mishandled was they should have talk to both accounts so i definitely believe yeah. that when they sent heaps of warnings to the fraudulent account saying we know what you're doing this is fraudulent i think the mistake was they didn't do that to both because both, both, yeah. they considered them linked and right. i understand they considered them one account but like they could cover this situation very easily just by notifying both accounts the whole time, right? Yeah,
0: that that would have solved. I, I think Apart that would have that, solved almost every problem
1: that there was yeah, in it. Like, I think they were pretty justified.
0: Have, yeah, no, I I agree. Like the fact that those two accounts are linked. Like, I I mean, I don't I don't disagree that that would be the case. Like, if mm. something has a lot of the same, you know, it looks like a duck, it smells like <laughs> a duck, <and> it quacks <laughs> like a duck, then it's a duck, right? It's a chicken. Oh no! Uh, well, maybe it's a chicken. Yeah. In this case, it was a chicken. Yes. <laughs> but I from a data perspective, which all that's all it is to Apple. Apple's a ma- like a massive company. Mm. They're not like they're not gonna go out like they're not they're not gonna like see your know, individual people in, in their account. Like they're gonna see like the data that's there. And for the data like the data says bank accounts the same, uh the, you know, the devices uses a lot of the same devices. Like it seems to be all the same. Like you've used a credit same credit card. And you know this this guy's from Romania and in like places like you know here Australia, uh, you know the US and like places like the UK, credit cards not difficult to come by. You can yes. like you get you get like mail to say hey, by the way, you've been pre-approved for a credit card. Yes, not so much in Australia anymore. That's kind of stopped for the last few years. Yes, um, but anyway, wars. it happens. It's but pretty it happens. easy to get a credit. It's pretty card. easy. You can walk into You're a bank and 18, walk out with a credit card. You probably just walked out with five grand. Well, I. I mean, I, I, at 18, I managed to somehow get a $15,000 credit card. Me
1: too, I got 16000 Oh, my God. Like, I was like, was I can so buy it. a car. I, that was so bad. That was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I think my dad sat me down and was like, you know you can't actually <laughs> buy a car, right? I was like, don't worry, Dad, just joking. And then I bought a car. <laughs> <laughs> not really, I didn't do that. <laughs>
0: oh, God. I just uh, thought it was funny. <laughs>
1: um, you know, in, but in Romania,
0: and like the, there are countries where it's not as easy to get credit cards and so mm. like sharing a credit card like with a friend who p- pays you the money not really out that far out of the water like yeah, and definitely. i definitely and i've done that for like for personal stuff even here in australia where credit cards are you know somebody's given me cash because whatever yeah, no, reason i've, and I've paid for this. their their lunch or whatever like i mean it happens you know we, we do it, this at work all the time i i completely understand all of that but i think the thing about this and the thing that you kind of need to take away from it and this is something that i've learned not quite this hard way, but definitely the hard way Um, about if you've got to keep your business stuff, like it's it's almost sacred. Yeah. Like you, you have to treat it like as if it's – You've like got to set up defenses, right? Yeah. You, you've got to be very, very careful. One of the things that I've had to do over the last few years, realizing that I am terrible at managing my finances, like okay. the worst, one of the best things that I ever did was go down to my bank – and set up my own, my, like a business account. In oh yeah, that's in the, a completely separate bank to what yes, I use for my important. personal accounts.
1: That on purpose delay of transferring money. is oh, what yeah. you're trying to get there. That has been the best thing that I've ever done for my
0: business because, and and for like for just it's also my, just easier for
1: your accounting. Well, yeah, it does setting up a business make another account. That's a definite step one.
0: But also like I'm not even like I don't even trust myself to use my own business credit card, mm-hmm. which I have. Um, you know, I've got I've got multiple credit cards. It's how it kind of works here in Australia, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know, I've got a business credit card, it's specific to my business. I don't pay for even my own stuff off that business credit card. I might occasionally pay for, you know, travel expenses. Yeah. Um, if that comes to play. It it only happens when it's related to my business. There is no way, not, not even a chance that I would use that credit card to pay for somebody else's Apple developer account, whatever. Yeah. Like no, not even, not even a slight chance. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that that can be difficult and it's definitely something that, I mean, maybe it's really difficult. Like maybe, maybe that's really like out of the question, but you've got to be super careful about who you tie your business to and simple
1: decisions like that can make a huge difference. Definitely. I don't even carry my work card around. Although, to be honest, that's because I generally expense everything. It just doesn't seem...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really use mine either. Like, I use mine for, like, the occasional Apple purchase for, you know, new mm. phone or whatever. Um, you know, I used it to pay quite a fair chunk of my WWDC trip. Mm-hmm. I use it very rarely. You yeah, know, and that's part of the reason that I have you know, my own personal stuff, I can go down and buy Maccas on the, you know, on a different credit yes, card. Yes, exactly. Or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it, the, the point here separate is, account. you know, like I'm terrible at finances. Don't listen to me when it comes to like managing your finances, except for... That's a good tip though. <laughs> <laughs> separate accounts. You can separate to accounts, Jelly on that one. Except, you know, like, well, I mean, uh, there's that, something that I've had to learn. Mm. The the $15,000 credit card. Yeah, I maxed that out. I spent, oh, no. like, I spent like eight years paying that off. Oh no. Did we, you buy a car? <laughs> No, I did buy a camera though. Okay. That was probably the most. Ex- and it's not too when I said, "Wow," I mean, it was like a three thousand, four thousand dollar
1: camera. <laughs> 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 yep. So I think this happens though. This isn't just p- specific to app businesses, right? Yeah. Like you yep. keep seeing this happening. I don't know if I don't think it's a modern thing, but it seems like our generation, Gen Y. There's a name. They're like, Millenn- there's a name for our generation, maybe millennials, but I'm more mean in terms of the jobs we tend to do. Yep. And the jobs we tend to do these days, a lot of them anyway, a lot of these indie style jobs are putting, I guess, stuff that we've created up onto something that is out of our control. So mm. it be that YouTube or people like Twitch streamers, game streams, or even putting your house on Airbnb. Like if you're deriving your primary source of income from that, you gotta ask yourself what's gonna happen if that goes away. Yeah. Looking at YouTube at the moment, they just changed their policy basically. So previously, as long as you didn't use copyrighted material or adult material, I think it was pretty much your sweet. You can make money off your videos. Yep. And they just brought in like a huge amount. Actually, there's not a huge amount of laws. They brought in very broad bullet points about what is now not okay. Yeah, And that ruled out so many people's primary source of income just like that overnight with no warning, mm. which obviously they got angry about. But in the end, YouTube is a company. They need to make money from advertisers. And if advertisers aren't paying because they don't like a particular type of content, mm. they're going to go with the people that actually make the money, not... Yeah. Right. And
0: I mean, the the, the key kind of thing there is that these are big companies. Like mm. these are not like... Apple is not your friend. They'll pretend to be your friend. Well, I mean, they will be in certain situations. And they'll be your friend to a point. But Apple is a company, and the whole point of a company is that it looks out for its own interests. Yes. Or rather, its shareholders' interests, So I I got a,
1: a good example of that one, where Apple, I guess, came to the defense of developers, which seems rare. Yeah. But Apple actually took on, like, the patent troll for... I think there was some dodgy patent, like, you can't make apps. I have the patent on that. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Google basically said, we're not going to fight this. If you get a letter saying from this person. You're on your own. You're on your own. Whereas Apple was like, nah. And they, with, like, might of Apple legal, which has got to be one of the best legal teams in the world. Yeah. Because they probably paid a (laughs) fortune. (laughs) But anyway, Apple were just like, nah. We are going to take on this patent troll for everyone but it's because it's in their own interest right yeah i mean of if course people can't it is. make apps apple drive a lot of back in the day apps were a hobby for apple but these days they pull in like billions of dollars probably from Yep. Yeah.
0: well from also apps. like the third party app kind of thing is is it's it's a huge kind of bullet point on their uh on on their like feature list for mm. iphone and for ipad like a lot of their products kind of require the fact that you have apps maybe the first iphone people went out and they bought that and it had no apps you could put web apps on it you didn't there was no really such thing as a third-party development community like it it didn't really kind of exist in the same kind of state that it is now um except for maybe jailbreaking or whatever whatever but as far as like you know an app store or like being able to do things externally Mm -hmm. like nothing like nothing and like like that first iphone sold in droves like because it was new and it was like this new thing. But now, yeah. it's not a nicety. Nobody is going to buy an iPhone if all they can do is use a calculator and surf the web. Like, yes. it's not that interesting. And you don't even get a
1: calculator on an iPad. <laughs> no, you don't. There's a oh, cool well, story behind Siri, that. Siri is kind of a cal- oh, yeah. Look that up. At some point, there's a story why calculator is not an iPad. It's a very silly one. It was basically like they were just running out of time. And so, the calculator app got cut. Oh right. And it and just, it just never, never came back. Right. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> I think go. that's the whole story.
0: And, uh, so to more, more to, like with the thing about like Apple kind of looking out for its own interests, right? Y- you need to look out for your app companies that they're business, doing because that's all that Apple's doing. Yeah. Apple is only going to look out for their interest. Their interest in this situation was to not have fraudulent activity on the App Store, which, which is, is which fair is enough. fair enough. You know, they removed accounts that were related to that. Kind of fair enough,
1: I mean, you know the big worry, I think this happened to like a high profile This always happens to high profile apps, and the decision gets reversed. I wonder how many of the low profile ones are getting taken away, and they 're just like not allowed enough voice or allowed enough voice to like assemble the masses
0: uh, i mean it it happens to high profile apps, but I, I don't necessarily think that it's the like it's only the high profile apps that get that get kind of noticed, and the fact that Dash is kind of. Well, first of all, it's yeah, a developer, a developer app. tool. So it's a developer tool. So you have to, like, so developers are going to see this. Mm. Um, so that kind of assists, like, a lot of people use it and should use it. That obviously helped it get, you know, some press about this. Um, but there is, like, for instance, uh, an app uh, that is, a, I mean, it's a direct competitor to GIF wrapped, uh called GIF Finder. Um, I hate that. App. <laughs> well, dude, I I mean it's it's fine. I you know I I actually kind of somewhat befriended the guy that made that because okay, I take it back. of some press <laughs> that he got, which I mean it's not a huge app, like most people wouldn't have heard of it.
1: Like I hadn't I'm sorry.
0: The press that it got was in the fact that it got like it got pulled off the App Store because it had third-party content in its screenshots. Oh, okay. And it's it wasn't like, it wasn't a huge app. And I mean, maybe there are apps out there that have just kind of, you know, disappeared because of whatever, re- like, you know, Apple has done something and they never got the chance to actually do anything about it. And maybe nobody, ac- they didn't actually do anything about it. Mm. Uh, which I think is another thing, right? When something bad happens, you kind of got to fight. Yeah, you, know? you
1: got to fight, it seems. Unfortunately. I mean, it's unfortunate that it happens. And but like, sh- hopefully it doesn't happen often. I think a big lesson is, yeah. Talk to the media. It's annoyingly that seems to work really well. Yeah, and Apple aren't going to like that. But like, look at the effective rate. If you get any traction, it's almost as if
0: yeah, you're you're done. I I think I think the really kind of important thing when you get this when you get information that is kind of a shock. I mean, it happens when you get information that's kind of a shock. Like your first instinct is like ah like. Mm. And that's fine. That's a completely fine instinct, like to like to s- freak out and
1: not know what to do. I think it's important when that happens to just stop for a second. Yeah, don't react in that freaked out moment because no. that's probably where you're going to make a mistake. So I think you're I think stop and collect your thoughts. So uh, th- this is actually something
0: that I think happened as well as part of this kind of story, right? Mm. So the statement that Apple released came out and all of a sudden like maybe a few hours later maybe a day or so i don't know uh there was a post on the capelli blog saying you know this this is not what we had agreed to um and here's the recording the phone call which i think was a complete emotional response yeah um and in fact now having seen today like having looked at the uh the 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 post again like there is actually a link now to the original post that he had written to send to them that he mentions in the phone call
1: yeah so we should say he did send it and never heard back yeah that's another thing
0: you know the, there was a post there was a there was a draft that he you know drafted up it was way less kind of like you know freak out moment and mm. way more kind of like this is what happened and then obviously they kind of did something that he it wasn't happened, expecting. Yeah,
1: released another statement yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: so it was unexpected, and obviously, like in that moment, you're going to have a little ah moment. And obviously, he did, and so he's posted this. And you know, l- luckily, in quotes, uh, he had the you know the the phone call on yeah. uh, like recording.
1: So many thoughts about that phone call.
0: So the the thing about the phone call is, um, apparently it's not uh, it's not illegal to record a phone call.
1: Is that because it's Romania? Romania? But how does that work with international well, law? That's I, like I crazy. Think, I think it's
0: his, he recorded it in his jurisdiction. So I think that's kind of how it works. Maybe I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. Don't email me. Uh, the, you know, So he recorded it. I, I,
1: regardless of the, the, the legality of it, right? Surely that annoys Apple. Yeah. But to be honest, I thought Apple came across pretty well. I think the bad part is, so they came across really well in the call, but it seems like they didn't stick to their word. They didn't stick to the after script. After the call. Yeah. Because I really thought that that poor guy, like the Apple representative, who's probably got people yeah. breathing down his neck to sort this out. Yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job. He the, seemed reasonable. The end of the phone call, boy, he messed up the awkward <laughs> ending.
0: I hope you're well, or uh, whatever it was. I hope
1: you're doing well. And then you could hear it in his voice <laughs> that midway through that sentence, he was like, bail. I can't bail from <laughs> this. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily feel like, you know, like, stating
0: the facts is a bad thing. And I don't necessarily think, like, I, I've definitely seen comments to say that, wh- why didn't Apple just post this? Why did it have to yeah, come through? Yeah, and to be Ka-
1: honest, the phone call, like, you just need to listen to the phone call, and that explains like everything on both is, sides. The thing
0: is, is that, like, it, it needed to come through the Capelli blog because, it, I mean, it originally broke on, like, like it yeah. makes sense that, like, that, like, if a, if a newspaper says something wrong, they will print a retraction. Maybe
1: Apple wanted
0: the phone call released. <laughs> I don't think mm. they knew that the phone call was being recorded, so <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that's right. This I think, is Taylor I think if Swift anything, all
1: over again. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't. I don't think they wanted the phone call. I don't. I don't think they. It, it strikes me that Apple wouldn't want anything coming out that is out of their control, and that phone call is out of their control. It's very true. I think. I think if anything, Apple is going to be pretty peeved about the fact that something went out there without their. I am actually surprised the phone call's still up there. I am surprised. I would have thought. But at the same time, yeah. Like he has at, at time of recording, he he hasn't gotten his account back yet. Yeah. And I would be surprised after that for uh, that exact reason yes. if he does. And this is so. This is the thing. Like this is part of why I think you've got to be really careful about like what you do in the moment because the things that you the decisions that you make like all the decisions that you make the financial decisions that you make about you know Mm. like who you tie business to etc etc like those decisions mean a huge amount and you can make them in a split second and it can be (laughs) it's actually kind
1: of a big deal Yeah, i think it actually at the time of recording remains to be seen if that phone call release is going to be a good move or not because right now i think it's up in the air whether that was a good idea So, what do you think what do I think is going to happen? What do you wh- what do you think about like? Do you think it was a good idea or a bad idea to post the phone call? Oh, this it goes both ways. So listening to that phone call, I pretty much feel like I understand the full story now. Yep. Whereas reading blog posts, I didn't know what side to be on. Yep. But in saying that, I feel like Apple are going to do better out of the phone call than he probably intended. Like I feel like he released the phone call as a big look at this they're trying to they they're lying yeah yeah they're trying to control us and but yeah i really listened to that phone call and thought this seems reasonable yeah i think they so apple both sides have made mistakes the whole way through yeah. which is why it's hard to pick a who's right here i'm going to go with no it was not a good if i had so to call I, it i'm going to say it's going to be no it was not a good idea to release the phone I call th- i think you i think you're right and
0: here's here's why, because mm-hmm. um, I've I've definitely thought about this in in very in, in detail. I think he needed to post something. He definitely needed proof that was not just the proof that Apple provided to the yes. you know, to the blog the, the high profile blogs. Um, he needed to provide something that was like here is like the the facts and mm. he, here they are. Like he, here is exhibit A uh, as to why I'm innocent. It's unfortunate that he had to prove his innocence on this. Yes. It's unfortunate, but it's the case. Like he was, in this case, everybody was siding with Apple at this point on this because Mm. everybody like saw the Apple's quote proof and just basically agreed with it or most everybody. So he needed to provide, like he needed to prove his innocence. So he needed to post something. He couldn't just post a blog post to
1: say, I'm innocent. Like here are the facts. And the annoying thing is he was going to post this thing that he sent a draft to Apple and they didn't reply.
0: And the the only reason they needed to do that was because of Apple's statement, by the way. Like, if if they hadn't released their statement and they'd followed according to plan, it would have been fine. And it sounds
1: like there was a... That call happened, say, last week, right? And then the weekend went by. And then I think Monday might have gone by. And on Tuesday, Apple released their statement without replying to his draft post. Yeah. So you can imagine like the anxiety building that whole time. Yeah. I, I, I. It makes me wonder and if, if it's it was on just that like somebody, somebody
0: wrote this and they just used the wrong wording or something. Because I, I think with very little wording change, it could have been completely accurate, but mm. it's not because of the wording. And I think maybe the wording got, re- I'm sure somebody got fired over that. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think he needed to provide something, but I think the phone call was a mistake. I think, like, had he gone and found, like I don't know screenshots of something like a you know a thing to say that you know this is clearly not my stuff or whatever, because at that point like he need like he needed to say like you know th- these are the, the here yeah. is here is here is actual proof that I'm innocent. Um, I think releasing the phone call was a mistake simply because of the fact that I think it would, like, it peeves Apple to know that something is out there that they didn't control.
1: It definitely feels like the the nuclear bomb approach, right? Yeah. It's like an all-in big move.
0: At the worst case scenario, right, like, it's probably a good thing he did record it. Just yes. not that he released it. Yes. And I think that maybe had he released it in the event that, like, they, that something had gone far worse. Yes. Like that would have probably been a better scenario. But this is a s yeah. I, I think I I definitely agree. I think that it was probably a wrong move. And I this is why you gotta be
1: careful about It'll probably snap all be decisions. resolved by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. So yep. we're gonna have to do some follow up. Probably. We'll probably I'm
0: sure we're gonna have to do follow up for various different things. Mm. For now though, people can go and read the stuff for themselves. We'll post everything. We'll post links to well, I mean we we'll won't post everything. we're we're not Hmm. like you know some netflix show about the making of a murderer or anything like that like it's not
1: here's a photo we took from the bush (laughs) of phil schiller entering apple uh look at his face
0: we'll post all the stuff that's public (laughs) and we'll put well you know all the stuff that we know about so we'll post links to all the blog posts and stuff that we've read um and i mean there's there's other stuff that's in like that's because there's been twitter like conversations on twitter and stuff like Mm. that so that's really hard to kind of to to track down so we won't link to that but we'll link to the blog stuff because that's the stuff that is actually like you know not mob justice for the most part other than that like you can send us an email tell us what what you think i guess maybe if you've got any um any any kind of thoughts about all of this uh all of these details links email form are on the website the website is mobilecouch.co uh you can also get in touch with us individually and tell us that we are completely wrong or completely right or just complete idiots. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um Ben is on Twitter. He is Ben Trangrove. That's B-E-N-T-R-E-N
1: G-R-O-V-E. It's
0: Ben Trangrove. hmm
1: yeah. I always listen Doesn't to that, that and work. wonder. Doesn't like, work as well. Do people go, yeah, I will follow Ben. Ah, <laughs> oh, too long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: B-E- Oh God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's way too long a name. Uh, And I am Jelly Bean Soup. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our patrons who are amazing and make the show what it is. We look forward to talking to you again in two more weeks' time. And until then, goodbye. Bye.